Welcome to the Small Business Sisterhood Podcast. I'm your host, Pepper Makepeace, an online business strategist helping handmade business owners get more visibility for their Etsy shops and founder of the Small Business Sisterhood. Join me as I go behind the scenes with female entrepreneurs, revealing the struggles, strategies, and inspiring stories of these amazing women. We're here to normalize the ups and downs of entrepreneurship so we can all feel a little less isolated, be a little more connected, and keep moving forward in our businesses. If you're interested in connecting with like-minded women through monthly virtual networking and co-working events, join the free podcast community at smallbusinesssisterhood.com. Today, we're talking to Rhonda Mincy, a multi-award winning mentor, entrepreneur, and inspirational expert for female entrepreneurs. Her genius and gift is to create profit-producing and legacy-building content that distinguishes businesses from the competition. Through her speaking and writing, Rhonda challenges women to work passionately and purposely with her Born to Reign methodology, which equips and emboldens women to reign in all areas of their lives. Rhonda is a recipient of Georgia Southern University Service Award and the prestigious Turner Broadcasting Station Pathfinders Award. Rhonda is the author of three books, including her new release, Unbridled Dreams, Change Your Mindset, Achieve Your Goals, and Live the Best Story of Your Life. Rhonda is an advocate for women from all walks of life, believing that everyone lives their legacy daily. Rhonda has founded two nonprofits that serve youth, building their self-esteem and leadership skills and awarding scholarships to high school and college students. She also supports young ladies in Brazil and Rwanda to become educated, confident, and productive women. Thank you, Rhonda, for being on the podcast. I'm super excited to talk to you and learn more about you and your business. So thanks for being here. It is a delight to be here with you. Thank you for the invitation. Tell everybody a little bit about you and your business. Yes. So I am the Chief Inspirational Officer at Great Success, LLC. And the main thing that I do is help millennial women do what they love through work and service and, you know, learn how to integrate profit with purpose. And, oh gosh, I've been doing that now for several years. And the focus has really become more on leaving a legacy while we're working. And that is what I do so very well. I love that. I love all of that. I have so many questions though. So first question Mm -hmm. is, how did you get into serving millennials? Yeah, so for me it is it goes back to who I am as the giver of hope, which means I help other people elevate and one way I do that is really by paying it forward. I say I give it back by paying it forward, okay? And through my mentoring process, what I have found is that millennial women are those who are really in tune to what they want, you know, but they just need a little guidance. But at the same Mm -hmm. time, they're also very conscious minded as far as, you know, what's going on in the world and how they can really leave their mark. But they need some guidance in the ways to do that. And so part of my legacy is really imparting it back into them so that they can, first of all, find out what they really want to do, find love in what they do, and then find out a way to make it matter. 
I love that. And I agree wholeheartedly. I am not a millennial, but I love millennials. And I know that there's not a lot of love sometimes for millennials, but I do think that they do have such a sense of meaning and purpose in what they do and mm-hmm. and really seeing a bigger picture. And I appreciate that. And I love that, that that's something that you do to support them is helping them keep going with that. I think that's that's amazing. Legacy isn't something that I think I thought of at a younger age. And I'm wondering, is that something that comes to their mind or is that something that you help them kind of form as part of their process? Like, talk to me about that. Typically, it it has not come at the forefront of their mind, Mm. nor did it come at the forefront of my mind when I was their age, right? You know, like I say, I I focus on them, but I do work with other women because Mm -hmm. I know for myself, I did not have a sense of purpose or Mm -hmm. I didn't think about legacy. I was just thinking about, you know, living, surviving, running my business and things like that. And so, you know, just to be able to, steer them in the right direction and to talk about something that many of them have not even considered. Mm -hmm. You know, there is truly a gap in the millennials, you know, as opposed to women my age. And Mm -hmm. what I found is that millennials, you know, they have a desire for instantaneous success, right? Mm -hmm. And so they're not really thinking about, okay, how can I truly make my life matter? How can I make this Instagram moment significant? You know, instead of it just being something I'm doing right now. And the same with other women, you know, even my age or perhaps even older, we tend to be in the business of doing business. Mm-hmm. More so than really structuring, okay, how can I even set up my business to matter, you know, to me more? And I do know that since COVID, you know, has happened, um, people have been trying to find a sense of themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Like, how does my life matter? You know, it kind of brought people to their knees and to a, a place of reassessing who they are and what it is that they really want to do in life. And so what I do is I bridge the two. Okay, first of all, let's be sure you know what your purpose is is. Let's get clear on what that is so you can do what you love doing. And once you figure out what that is, okay, now let's find out a way to really make it matter, to to be profitable with our purpose, but at the same time being able, you know, to leave a legacy for others. It's a tough conversation, you know. It's mm-hmm. it's it's just something that I don't think a lot of people talk about, but I think as women, you know, like part of my mission, I call it my mandate is to pass the baton to other women, right? To help them. And what better way of doing that if other women are going to leave their mark, how do they even know how to do that? You know, and so that is where I come in to, to bridge that gap, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And I love that. And I think it's so important too, because I think it's, it's easy to find programs out there that are, you know, how to make a profit, how to have a six-figure business, how to have mm-hmm. a seven-figure business, mm-hmm. all of that thing. Mm-hmm. And then there's a lot of how to have more purpose in your business, but there's not a lot, like you're talking about bridging that 
so that it's it's really integrating those two things and not just having purpose or just having profit, but having both and that being okay. And I think that that okayness is mm-hmm. something that I have struggled with. And I, I either go too far one way or the other in my own business and then it gets... And obviously that doesn't work. (laughs) Either I'm not making enough money or I'm not feeling good about the work I'm doing. So it's like, it's trying to find that middle ground of those two being in balance. And I'd love to hear more about your thoughts about how to manifest that. Yeah. So first of all, listen, I totally relate to what you're saying because you are preaching to the choir. I know firsthand (laughs) (laughs) what it's like to go to the other extreme. And Mm -hmm. my stream has been centered more towards giving back to others, you know, and just not so much as far as making a profit. It's just, okay, this is my passion. I so love what I do. And as long as I'm impacting others, that's what matters, right? Mm -hmm. But when you're running a business, it just can't be that way. It's not sustainable, right? It's not sustainable. No, no, no. We have to really understand what is habit and, you know, what is actually a real business. And so what I had to, to come to terms with is I had to set up my business where, first of all, it has to be something that I love doing, which is pouring back into women. So that's part of my purpose. And, and additionally, that's part of how I also give back. So um, what it has meant for me is to restructure. And by that, I mean, I operate primarily as a social enterprise and it's not you know, even though, yes, I'm an LLC, right? But my mission and the way I do business is as a as a social enterprise. So what that means is the profit that I get is generally for good. It's used for good. So even though um, great success is not a nonprofit, but the way we operate is set up as an organization, a company that really gives back to others. And mm-hmm. so I do that through my mentorship with women. I um, also do that through scholarships that I've set up. Mm-hmm. And um, there are some other ways that I do it, even as far as partnering or collaborating with small businesses to support them and to give them a voice and a platform and to create awareness for what it is that they do. So sometimes, you know, we think that it has to be something that's so momentous and it seems so larger than life, but there are simple things that we can do to truly leave our legacy and to truly impact others and to truly give back. Yes, we can write a check to a nonprofit. We can do that all day long. And there's nothing wrong with that. I've done that. I still do that, right? But I'm just saying as far as structuring our business, you know, taking a look at what is it that we do very well that is our business and then how can we feel good about marrying that with something that is going to pour into others. And as the business owner, we have to ask ourselves, what matters most to us? And I don't mean as far as profit or, um, or you know, being happy or anything like that, but I mean as far as giving back to others. You know, yeah. how do we want to do that? For me, it could be, again, mentoring women, right? For someone else, it could be, their heart could be 
um, geared towards creating scholarships or creating partnerships or, you know, really creating systems within their company where they consistently recognize their employees or their vendors or, um, you know, their colleagues or people along those lines. So there are several ways that we can do that. Um, and something that's, I think, oftentimes overlooked even in business is creating, you know, IP, you know, intellectual property. Well, we think of it as something that our brand is known for, which it is, but we can also do that in a way where it truly impacts someone else. So say if you, you know, wanted to create a course on whatever it is, whatever it is you want to train people in. Well, not only is that a good way to establish your intellectual property, but at the same time, you are imparting wisdom and knowledge and training into someone else. So you're pouring into, and that is why I say, you know, there are different ways that we can actually incorporate those things in our day-to-day business operations. I appreciate so many things that you've said. And and one of the things that kind of struck me is, you know, thinking about having a purpose-driven business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Initially, the thought is, that, well, it has to be a service-based business. It has to be, you know, you're actually serving people in a way, and that's that's how you're giving back. But I love that you said, you know, even like product-based businesses, if you're thinking about really being mindful about your, your manufacturers or your providers or your vendors, that kind of thing, like that, that's another way to, to think about that. And I, I love the opening of that and, and being able to see that purpose in a different light in that way. Yes. And again, typically we think of service, right? But yes, even a product, for instance, the book that I wrote, for women, you know, my goal was really just to get into the hands of like every woman like around the world, right? Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, how can I do this? And what came to me was, okay, I can collaborate with organizations whose missions I align with, who I'm passionate about, such as uh, Dress for Success, you know, mm-hmm. and places like that. And so that's what I'm saying. Even if we have a product we can re quote unquote repurpose that product in a different way. We can we can utilize it for other purposes than just to make money. Right. So that is something we could definitely, you know, think about. Okay, we can ask ourselves, what product do we have? It could be a webinar, you know, um, and you could allot certain licenses to a certain number of people to take it for free, you know, as a way of supporting that organization. So there are ways that we can use what we already have. And then again, as we're creating more services, we can do them with the mindset of how are we serving and who are we serving? So if I'm buying products, what I like to do, because I send thank yous out and all of that, I'm, I'm just that kind of a person, but I don't send out anything. I look at where, where it has been sourced, right? Mm-hmm. Is it fair trade? Um, what is, what is that company's mission? What are their values? 
And what does it mean for me to support them in purchasing this product? So it can be something as simple as that. You know, your software vendor, do they support somebody? Do they give back? So again, those what I call the little ways that we can integrate really, really um, not only being profitable, but being purposeful in doing so, being really intentional right. in doing just that. Yeah. And it's baby steps. You know, it could just be one thing at a time. Just roll out one thing, one right. employee appreciation program. Right. Um, you know, have your employees to work virtual. I know a lot of people are asking that they come back in the office, but, you know, find ways that even if they're virtual, you know, find ways to just acknowledge them. Those, believe it or not, those are ways, and I stand out that way because it's just who I am, but oftentimes we forget. I know I was talking to one lady and she was saying how her employees, um, they lack self-confidence and she she doesn't know how to give that to them. Mm -hmm. And so I helped her think it through that there are some simple ways that you can incorporate that in your practice so that your team knows that you are really there for them and you are finding creative ways to support them. So even that, it seems as though that should be something everyone is doing, but not necessarily so. But that is a way that you increase your morale and that is a way that you cement what it is you stand for in that organization. Right now, my VA will flip over backwards for me because I go out of my way to show her how much I value her. Mm. And that is, and, and so she has bought into you know, my way of thinking and the core concepts of the company and my energy and my willingness to give to others has imparted into her. And so she just enjoys being a part of something that's so much bigger than herself. I know I said a lot there. (laughs) (laughs) I love it though. Yeah. And I, I still, I, everything you say, it's like, I have more questions, but like, and I, <laughs> I don't want to talk about all of it. Um, one of the things you mentioned a little bit back mm. was collaborating with other organizations that you're aligned with. And I really yes, love that idea. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. And, and being really creative with that. I think that that's so great. Like something that may not seem like an easy fit, but it really can be like, if you think about it from, you know, serving their employees or even just getting the word out, it doesn't have to be exactly what you're doing. Like if you're a VA, you don't have to become their VA, but you can, you know, support them in other ways. And I just, I really like how expansive again, that can be when you think about supporting other organizations that are aligned with with you and your values. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I, I do like it too, because again, it's not as though it pigeonholes you, but it's so mm-hmm. much opportunity that you still do what you love doing, but mm-hmm. you're collaborating with someone else. That is the thing. You know, oftentimes, especially as women, we, I feel as though we don't support each other enough, right? We're kind of mm-hmm. competitive and, and whatnot, but, you know, one thing that I enjoy doing is bringing women together. Mm-hmm. And 
if you can find another woman-owned business that you can support in whatever kind of way, then that is a good thing because not only are you supporting yourself in the process, but you're lifting up someone else. And mm-hmm. that is how we grow together, you know, a strong-minded, you know, community of women who can accomplish great things. And so, again, it's not about so much making a profit at that time, because the money will come, you know, when you are aligned with the right people and you support them and you go out of your way to really see how you can serve them, then, you know, oh my gosh, the goodness will follow you. It will just track you down for certain. So yeah, think outside of yourself, you know, think of people you're serving. Um, You know, there are still ways that you can volunteer, even like me, I'm a speaker. So sometimes I'll volunteer. For instance, I spoke at a, a high school, asked me to speak to their seniors about, you know, setting goals and getting ready for college success and life and all of that. And I gladly did so. And so it's just, you know, getting outside of ourselves and finding a way to give back and to support and to uplift at the same time. And so the question becomes, you know, based on what you're doing, how can you structure your company or your operations where you're actually supporting someone else? Because when you support, that is that is really how you build legacy. Because people, you know, they want to know that you care. They want to know what you stand for. But not only that, they want someone who they can model after. And if they see you setting the standard that this is the way we do business here, then they are more apt to, one, buy into what you're doing and they want to support you um, or they just want to work with you. You know, so it's a win-win either way. And I would challenge everyone to think about how can I incorporate, you know, legacy? How can I incorporate purpose and profit yeah. based on what it is that I'm specifically doing in my business. Right. So I have a, a question and I love your thoughts about something. So in my business, kind mm-hmm. of, over, I've been in business, God, 2008, however many years that is. Mm-hmm. It's a while. <laughs> you stayed the course. <laughs> right. I'm stubborn. That's what keeps me going. <laughs> but there have been times when I get, really into that purpose part and I get to Mm. suddenly I realize okay I'm doing a lot for free Mm -hmm. and not balancing enough with the profit work and I've kind of somehow gotten out of balance with that and then I've had to really kind of go the other way and think okay I actually have to make some more money to support my business so I can keep doing the the other things and and I I've gotten kind of stuck in that a few times. I, you'd think I'd learn the first time, but uh-uh. it's it's like the cycle of, uh, you know, somebody comes to me like, oh, I need a website. And I'm like, I love your organization. Like you're a nonprofit or you're just getting started and I want to do everything I can to help you. And I love that. I absolutely love that. But then I end up in a place where my client list is heavier on the like either for free or really low cost version of Mm -hmm. my services and it's not balanced. So I would love your input on how to kind of maintain that balance. 
Yes. So first of all, I want to commend you for your giving heart. You know, um, that's commendable. It really is. Everyone is not like that. And I'm like that too, to a fault. So I totally relate. What I've had to do was set aside a certain number of quote unquote giveaways or Mm -hmm. however we want to term it, right? So for the year, you may decide that you will allocate three websites pro bono to organizations that meet XYZ criteria. And you may even, I don't know how you're doing it now, but you could have a form on your website. And so for one, people know, oh, wow, she actually does this. She gives back. So automatically I'm like, oh, that's my girl. I support that. That's a good thing. I want to work with her. Um, Yeah. And so have a process in place where you already predetermined how much you're going to give back. And you can set a dollar amount on it or you can set a certain number. And I would even set it up where, you know, by a certain time of the year, all applications need to be in. I mean, you could actually have it that systemized to that degree where you have a policy in place, you know, because let's face it, if you don't have something written in stone, chances are you're going to be wishy-washy and say, okay, I got time. I'll go ahead and do it. I'm, I'm just so loving what you do. And then before you know it, you're giving away again. No, you just can't. So I would set aside a certain number that you feel comfortable with. And then the rest, of course, will be for pay. Mm-hmm. And I think that is going to give you a framework in in which to be structured, it's going to make you stick to your guns, Mm -hmm. even when your heart says, I want to really support this person. Yeah. Yeah. It is so hard. And I I love your idea about having a form and like having a system where it's like applications stop at this point and then you know, they open again later because yes. right now it's just kind of open. So people know that they can come and talk to me and say, you know, this is what we're doing and mm-hmm. whatever. But, and I, I do try to at least mentally have like, okay, I've done this much this year, but it's, it's uh-uh. not super clear. So I love that. And I'm definitely going to implement that for sure. Um, and I love your idea of having like a, a policy on the website, not just in yes. my mind. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Because, yeah, because it does a couple of things. One, it makes you realize, oh my gosh, okay, this is really clear cut. And I've got to stick to the policy. I can't deviate from the policy. But not only that, it really shows that you're structured in what you're doing. And mm. people like structure, right? And so mm. they're saying, oh, okay, well, this is the application process or the time frame. Let me go ahead and get mine in. Or I missed mm. it this time. You know, so next time I'll know to get it in early enough and and whatnot. And then, too, it really shows that you're benevolent and that part of your core values is to give back. And you can even specify the type of organizations, you know, you can Mm -hmm. think that through that you really want to be able to contribute to. And you can take it even further. I don't know once you build their website, if you have them on your website to share what you've done for these various. So that's another way of promoting their cause, which is special to you at the same time. And then vice versa on their website, of course, they're going to thank you for designing that beautiful, amazing website. So it's a win-win for everyone. I love that. Thank you for that. Very. I didn't mean for this to be about me, but no, this is good. (laughs) This is real case study and people are thinking, you know, so yeah, this is, this is really good. 
Well, and I, I just think it's, I, again, going back to that legacy piece, I think that's such an interesting way to kind of frame the purpose and profit integration. And, and mm-hmm. because a legacy mm-hmm. in and of itself, it, it has to support itself, right? You can't just do oh. one thing and then you're out of money and you have to go get back and get a nine to five and, and then you can't do it anymore. Like it has to sustain itself and support you and that kind of thing. So I really love how that legacy really frames that need for that balance. Very good. Absolutely. So once you're looking at it from legacy, you can kind of remove yourself and your emotions from the situation. Because like you said, without the money that's coming in for one, for you to do what you love doing, you cannot even pay it forward. So you have to have that first and build that up. Then you're able to pay it forward. And so that's how I would really look at that. Like I'm in the business right now of making money. When I make money, though, part of that money will go to X, Y, Z. But I cannot donate or I cannot mentor this woman if I don't have the the funds in which to do so. And so it's really about having that balance. Legacy is a a tough word. I know we don't really kind of think about that often. But, you know, hopefully now people will think, oh, wow. okay, so what is my legacy? What will my legacy be, you know, within my business? When people hear my business name or my name, what comes to their mind? Mm. You know, is it that I do websites? Is it that I'm a kind hearted woman who gives back to others? For me personally, is it, oh my gosh, she's that mentor that helps other women. So we have to predetermine what it is that we want to be known for. And then how do we execute that within our business? Yeah. Yeah. So well, it's like that big vision yeah. statement you have. Yes. Go ahead, please. Well, and I was just tying it again back to what you said before about, you know, being mindful of the vendors that we choose to work with or the mm-hmm. the product providers that we choose to work with, you know, and yes. I think, you know, in the last couple of years, I think that's really come to the forefront again of being really mindful of, okay, what is this business that I'm giving money to about? Like, what are they, what are their values? And do they care about the environment? Are they in alignment mm-hmm. with my political values or social values? Like there's so many things that are important to us that, you know, and I've become really, really mindful about, okay, does that company that I'm going to give money to, even if it's like, I literally changed my mind about where to buy bird seed because I was mm-hmm. like, I'm not in alignment with that company's values. I need to find another supplier. Oh and my so, gosh. Yes, absolutely. There's just so many opportunities to, <laughs> to really be aligned, right? Like even when it's bird seed. <laughs> It is, you know, and it's it's the things that we think are so small and so simple, but they matter. They really do matter, you know. And so what you mentioned about what is it that I believe and what is it that I like, you know, what aligns with me? Well, first of all, we have to know what Mm. is important to us. And Mm. oftentimes we're so in the busy of doing and just so busy Mm. that we've not really sat down to say, okay, these are my core values, Mm-hmm. Once we know what our core values are, then we can seek out. I mean, it's almost like a spouse, right? You know what it is you right. want, right? Because mm-hmm. you you know about yourself. And so you mm-hmm. know what to seek out. And so the same thing. And if we're going about business and we're, hey, it's all about the money and, you know, going from six figure to seven figure. Okay, well, that's good. You have money. But at the end of the day, what does that mean? What does that really mean? How do you really feel? And right. 
whether you choose, whatever you choose to do with your money is, of course, everyone's, you know, own personal situation, right? But if we're talking about legacy, then we need to be intentional about, okay, I'm making this money to do what with? To help who? You know, to leave the world what? You know, and so it really takes us on a deeper level and not so superficial. Yeah. I love that. I really do. I love that framework is, and it's not something I've, I've not used the word legacy in my business at all. And, mm. you know, I'm sure I think about the values and things sometimes, but that I just love the framework of the legacy. And I appreciate the steps that you've kind of given us, you know, and, and definitely identifying your values before you can do anything really. So. That's right. That's right. And, you know, put those values on your website because when I'm getting ready to do business with someone potentially, I definitely look at the about mm-hmm. and I want to know. And if they have their core values and I can check them off, I'm like, okay, for sure, this is a go. But if they don't have their core values, I have to guess what they are. You know, if it's just a shell of a web page or a landing page, okay, I get it. But who are you really? You know, and so I'm just saying once we identify what those core values are, then we can actually post them for everyone to see and to remind us that this is why I'm in the business. And not only that, your team and everyone else, they see exactly why you're doing what you're doing. Absolutely. I love that. Thank you so much for all of your (laughs) wisdom and insight. This has been an amazing conversation. I really appreciate it. I I would love to hear kind of, (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) It does sometimes, but I'd love to hear like your advice for somebody just starting out and really thinking about the things that you've been talking about. And what is, what is your advice for somebody that's just getting started? Yeah. So for someone who's just getting started, I would say to them, first of all, identify what is your purpose, right? What makes your heart sink? Not just what business you want to get into, but what is your zone of genius? Find that out first. And then once you do that, then, you know, write down or assess what is important to you? What are you, by that I mean, what are your core values? What is it you stand for? What is it you really appreciate in life? And from there, you can then begin to lay the groundwork to developing your business the way that you want it. And, and, and that way is where you can create impact um, and not just make a profit. Awesome. And tell uh, tell us again the name of your book and where they can find it. Yes. Yeah, so my book is Unbridled Dreams and it is on Amazon and you can get it through Amazon or you can also go to my website, rondamincy.com. Perfect. Wonderful. And what's your favorite social media place to hang out? Oh, that's a good question. So <laughs> it is... Um, <laughs> as far as favorite. Okay. So I do um, Facebook, LinkedIn, and IG. And I, I do IG pretty much because the millennials are there and I want to be able to reach them. Right. But yeah, so both, all three of those. Yes. Okay. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Rhonda. <laughs> it's been such a pleasure talking to you and I appreciate all your wisdom. And thank you again for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Rhonda, for talking with us today. You can find out more information about Rhonda and the link to her website and the show notes for this episode at smallbusinesssisterhood.com slash 49. 
I hope you found this episode useful and inspiring. If you did, please pop over to iTunes and leave a review. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time.